Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. This is Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. This week, we have the episodes Troubles Brewing and All That Glitters. Just a quick reminder, this is an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. All That Glitters is not golden, but you know who is golden? Our listeners. Oh, that's a, is that your new uh, New Year's resolution to be more polite? Or nice. Well, I need to. That needs to be my resolution. But no, my resolution is not to go to Target for a year. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. I spend too much time there. I would say you're not alone with that. Definitely not alone. And our other host, Alex. What is your New Year's uh, resolution? Hello, 2024. How exciting. Um, my New Year's resolution is to finish a single video game for once in my life. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh. So in your whole lifespan, you've never finished a video game. Okay, that's good to know. No, that's not true. I have finished plenty of video games, but not in a long time. But uh, I'm going to really try. This year flew by. It's only getting worse. It's just like you just blink and it's it's New Year. It's New Year. It's gonna That's going to be our story for the rest of our lives. This was a fast year, but I think 2020, 2021, and a little 2022, they were like a amorphous blob of time. Yeah. Like, that felt like a lifetime to me. Well, the routine was thrown off for so long. You know, for some people a good way, for some people a bad way. But yeah, that whole just routine being gone and kind of being like, is the road over? That really <laughs> that makes time not matter, I guess. You know what? Say, like, thinking about 2020, you guys remember, like, toilet paper apocalypse, of course. I saw something the other day. I was like, I would never have thought this beforehand. I mean, obviously, I would have been like, oh, wow, that sucks. But like... It put it in a different perspective for me because I was driving home one night and it was dark. People were slowing down. I was on a two-lane road. People were slowing down. So I was like, oh no, what's going on? This isn't a normally a place where people would stop. But there was a, an object on the road and I was like, what is it? I got closer. It was one of those giant packs of toilet paper that you would get from like Costco or Sam's or whatever. And the toilet paper was everywhere, all over the road. <laughs> And I was like, wow, if this was 2020, do you think people would be stopping and like picking up the toilet paper? The toilet paper on the asphalt. Yes. Well, I guess it's going to go from asphalt to your asphalt. Hey. Uh, get Yay. some rocks in there. Get some grindage. Well, when I, when I first saw it, some of it was still packaged up. So I'm like, okay, that might be okay to use. But then by the next day when I drove by it, it was everywhere in the grass and the trees it was all over i would have been out there picking it up because i remember it got so bad at my house i had to like reuse it you know like you would do it and then set it to the side and all right so anyway (laughs) (laughs) Um, i guess someone had that struggle there's being frugal and then there's being insane let's talk about more how to wipe your ass or we can talk about our weeks (laughs) or we can talk about listener feedback yeah or that something somebody redirect i can only give out so much advice i'm I'm gonna take over the pod for a second you guys okay okay i got an email from brett who says dear lord i forgot how many filler episodes there are in johto oh wait i thought he was addressing it to the lord for a second dear (laughs) lord (laughs) dear lord is stantler oh yeah 
he forgot how many filler episodes are in Johto, but at the very least, they stopped shipping Ash and Misty, so that's nice. That is a good point. Mm-hmm. He's been dealing with some stuff in real life, but the podcast has been a wonderful and sorely needed mental break. I hope things get sorted out soon. Yes. Absolutely. All right, he has two questions for us, both of the utmost importance. Oh. One, what are everyone's thoughts on replacing To Be Honest with To Be Onyx on the podcast? Like, every time we say that? I'm not going to remember to do that. Uh, that's going to be hard to remember, but I will try. Like, now that it's semi, like, you'll hear it for, like, the first probably 10 minutes after I start saying this. But after that, if I don't do it, it just slipped. It's gone. Jacob, you're the host. You have to, you have to make it a priority to remember that. Yeah, let me interject every single time. All right. To be onyx is the new phrase if you, you get muted if you don't follow. Okay. It's a secret word. Oh. What else? What's the second question? Are Floridian subscribers automatically accepted into the Gatorfuck Patreon tier asking for a friend? I believe that's a reference to something Jacob said, if I'm not mistaken. What? <laughs> uh, Floridians, you are welcome to fuck as many gators as you would like. Sure, you're part also, of a, re- o- an honorary Patreon tier. Also refresh my memory when I said that. I don't I know. Remember. I, I'm, that sounds like something you would say, so that I'm assuming you said like that. Something. That was a Jacobism, if anything. If any one of us said it, it was you. I think, I think it was talking about how Florida has open records. So oh. like, so you could like you know you know have sex with a gator and people would know. Yeah, I think we talked about the logistics of having sex with a gator and like the scales. Oh, we did. did we? we did talk about that. Yeah, I probably took it too far as usual. Yeah, we'll call it the feraligator fuck tier. How about that? Oh god, <laughs> yeah. is like a human-sized creature. So okay, that's okay. We don't need to. <laughs> so it'd be get easy to that. it'd be easy to mount. Is that what you're saying, Austin? <laughs> Okay, what else? Uh, Rhett <laughs> says, do any of you read Pokemon fan fiction? Once upon a time, because I think last podcast or some time back, I mentioned that one Morty and Lyra pod or fan fiction that I read once upon a time, and then it disappeared from the internet. Never been able to find it again. But Brett has a recommendation. There's two. One called Born of Caution and one called Born of Desire. And he's not going to describe the plot. But he will say that Pokeball mechanics are a hot topic on the pod. Hey! And there's a fun take on the technologies of Pokemon World. So it could be a good place to start. Thank you, Brett. I really appreciate you looking out for the thing I always talk about. Yeah, that is Alex's thing. To be honest, I never really was a fan (laughs) of fan fiction before we started this podcast. But like we write our own with every episode we do. So I've come to appreciate it a lot more. And enjoy it a lot more. Let me say that. That's good, right? That makes sense? Yeah. All right. I'm going to give this a look. I'm also going to give the one Carl gave us a look. I just need to find the time to do so. Add that to your New Year's resolution. Yeah. And if you pay us a certain amount on the Patreon, you can make us read it on the podcast. Just saying. No pressure. Yeah, we have no option if you if you do that. <laughs> yeah. Time will not be a factor then. Okay. Speaking of Patreon and speaking of Carl... Carl also has a recommendation. He says, in response to us asking listeners what they would like to see us do on Twitch, he would love to watch us do a Nuzlocke challenge of any (gasps) Pokemon game. Yes! He says, if you haven't tried that yet, he recommends doing it with a regular game and not a hack. Which, yeah. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. What? Okay, there's like different Nuzlocke's though, isn't there? There's one where it's like, no items, or is it all just like, you get one team and there's permadeath? I think that's the base form i think there's different like extra rules that you can add i would have to look into it a little bit deeply more deeply 
but that would be a good place. I do want to play a ROM hack at some point because there's a couple, I had mentioned this several months back to you guys, I think. Maybe we should start with that, figure out the whole, how are we going to even access this and then go from there. Carl also says that his favorite Nuzlocke Let's Plays are the ones with more than one player slash commentator. So it'd be fun to, for three of us to do it because we'll probably be jackasses to each other, etc. <laughs> yeah, screw each other over. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I look forward to that. That's a good idea. Welcome to the 1000 episode Nuzlocke Challenge Let's Play. Oh, Lordy. Great suggestion. He also agrees Misty should have gotten Totodile. Yeah. I know. Probably, I, yeah. I'm with you. Mm. I think Misty was done dirty in that whole regard. Misty's done dirty by, like, the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trying to be the voice of reason. That character's never, like, smiled upon in, it like, a kid's show. Not until you're older, because every kid wants to break the rules. So that voice of reason character is always kind of, like, frowned upon. She's the girl character as well. Yeah. So. Who likes girls? Ew. Cooties. Oh my god, do you guys remember that game, the Cooties game, and it came with like a plastic pair of overalls, and you had to flip the little ants into the pants? Oh, a board game. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't No, I'm, oh, so, I'm sorry. There's two different games I'm thinking of. There's Ants in the Pants, which is the thing I just described, and then there is a Cootie game where I think you have to like either roll or go around a board game, and then you have to build the Cootie with like different pieces. (laughs) I believe you. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. It, it's, I swear to God, it's a thing. The cootie game. I'm going to look it up right now. All right, you look up the cootie game, and I will be reading Tristan's message. All right. Oh, more feedback. Awesome. Keep writing in. Tristan had some questions about our chronology that we're using for the podcast. Like episode-wise? Why do we pick to do which episode when? Oh, okay. Okay. So get ready. This is the real crunchy deep dive stuff. Yeah. Hmm. He was confused because if you look at the Pokemon Chronicles episode list, the Pichu Brothers episode we did, Trouble in Big Town, is between two other Pichu Brothers episodes. So it's the middle one? It's the middle child? It's the middle one. Okay. Yeah. So he was like, well, why'd you do that one? And I answered his question, but I also answer it for anyone who may be listening. The The problem is four kids fucked everything up. <laughs> When they were putting together the episode order for Pokemon Chronicles, had a lot of putting things in weird places, things going on. We've all been there. Yeah, most specifically, they put Trouble in Big Town as the second Pikachu, or pff, second Pichu Brothers episode, when it really is the first. Okay. I was like, fuck four kids, um, RIP, we'll just go do with what the Japanese release dates are. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tristan, I can give you a simpler answer from my point of view, just to be honest. It's because Austin told us to. <laughs> so, exactly. Right. We just <laughs> but, do whatever he says. Yeah. He just lays it out and we're like, yes, sir. Have I ever steered you wrong? No. Never. No. The Christmas one was kind of weird. That threw me off when I was like, trouble in Big Town. I thought like Santa's sleigh was going to get wrecked or something. It turned out just like a normal, you know, it threw me off a little, but I get it. I understand it. Also, I just want to apologize because I did go back and listen to that episode where I was extremely confused over Pichu Little and Pichu Big because the narrator fucked me up. I know that that was probably extremely hard to follow. So, so sorry about that. The one with the hair, the one without, I don't know. I love that. I thought it was so fun that we were so confused. (laughs) Yeah, we were just, it's like spin the circle or spin the dial. Which one is, which one is this? Four kids messing this up once again. If anybody has a twin out there that listens, write us in and be like, has your parents ever gotten confused? Like if you have an identical twin. My understanding is that doesn't really happen, right? 
they paint i've read stories where like they'll paint a fingernail or toenail of the tw- like twin to separate them or like put different clothes on them of course or yeah when they're like little babies but not yeah. when you're older you're a real person well, when no, you're a real person <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> when you're when you clearly have identifiers that are not yeah. just like when you're baby. no longer an npc baby that yeah. has no autonomy <laughs> at all that's actually kind of a from what I've, other people have told me yeah with babies it's kind of like they eat poop and you know whatever they eat poop no they eat and poop did i put oh. the eat? comma oh. poop comma <laughs> this is where commas in like visualized would be really nice we need one thing it's a technology to have subtitles in real time in real life they have that already no not all the time because austin and i were watching these pokemon episodes in preparation for today's recording and there were no subtitles on the disc and it was very hard to follow i think that should be illegal i think you should be able to get sued for putting out stuff like that without subtitles we had to pause multiple times. Well, just because we were taking notes also, but I can't follow something without the subtitles on. So real quick, back to the Cootie thing, just so I don't forget. So Cootie was a game invented in 1948, which this is pretty interesting. I didn't realize that. Holy. Ooh, in 2003, it got added to the Century of Toys list of the 100 most memorable and creative game toys of the 20th century. So yeah, you basically roll a die and it lands on the cootie part that you need to build. And then if you build it before somebody else, you win the cootie game. Is it green? Is the cootie green? I should know if it's green. If it's green, I've seen it before. If it's not green. It's like plastic little pieces. There is a green one. I think I know that one. Mercari is giving me a bunch of ads. Stop that. Mercari is so sketchy. It is. I've never used it, but it, that's what came up when I clicked a picture, so... Oh, I got one more feedback. Keep them coming. Also from Tristan, we talked about what's the overlap between people who listen to a Pokemon podcast and people who are passionate about sports. Oh, I was actually going to talk about that today. Tristan, you read my mind. (laughs) You read my mind, Tristan. Tristan cares about sports. (laughs) Good. So he wants Jacob to drop the names of famous athletes he's met, just FYI. (laughs) Oh, okay. And I can just say, looking through some of our Twitter followers, um, including Brett, who we were talking about earlier, there's overlap. People like sports and Pokemon, just saying. Good, good. Uh, That makes me feel better. I didn't want to, like, go off on something that nobody cared about and then get bored. No, Alex and I are just weirdos. No, no. Uh, Should I go a name drop for Tristan? Yeah, go for it. So if you guys know any of these people, stop me. Okay, that's okay. we'll play this little game. Okay. I can already tell you the answer, and the answer is I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, you probably don't. He's going to be like like Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Vince McMahon. That's actually funny you said Vince McMahon, because the first one, it, I haven't met him, but the first guy I was going to mention was Jim McMahon, who is the quarterback for the Bears that won a Super Bowl. Uh, Joe Montana. Yes. You know, Joe Montana. Wait, is that like a real name? Like a yes. real name, not like a stage name? Nope. Cousin to Hannah Montana. Joe Montana. Isn't that a great name? Yes. We, yes, we've heard of these people so far. I haven't. So, Jim McMahon, Joe Montana, Derek Brooks, Emmett Smith, Tony Dorsett. No. Ronnie Lott. And actually, he let me wear his Super Bowl ring. That's really cool. I've worn oh. a Super Bowl ring. Uh, it was one of the, I can't, it was the first one he won with the 49ers. I got a picture with it on my finger somewhere. Gosh, I've met wow. more. I just can't think of them. Oh, uh, uh, Timmy T, Tim Tebow, met him. Of course. Um, yes. They're all these people are all super nice. By the way, there's none one that I was like met that I was like, all right, this guy's kind of a jerk. No, they're all super nice. Tony Baselli met him. Great 
offensive tackle for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Deserves to be in the hall. Hopefully he is. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, Jim Bellucci. Met him. No, that's an actor. I'm kidding. SNL? <laughs> yeah. I actually did meet him, so that was pretty cool. I think that might be it. They're going to come to me as I go along, but I'm trying to how, think. How are you like having all these situations where you have met all these celebrities? I've thought about that a lot before. And you've seen that movie Yes Man with Jim Carrey? A that's a decent ago. movie. Yeah. It is a very good movie. I said decent. And like growing up, I said yes to everything somebody invited me to. So I was just like, they're like, you want to come? And I said, yeah, I'll go. And then I just wind up getting in these weird situations where I just meet people. Well, good for you. Yeah, this was at the Super Bowl. I met these people. And I got to see Prince. That was cool. Wow. What Super Bowls have you been to? I went to the the Colts versus the Bears Super Bowl when Devin Hester took the opening kickoff back for the first time in Super Bowl history. Yeah, that was crazy. And that was Peyton Manning's first Super Bowl win. I was a big Brian Urlacher fan. I didn't get to meet him, but I got his autograph. See, I guess this just goes to show you don't like lock yourself out of opportunities because you never know what might happen where you might end up. Anyway, that's the people I've met, Tristan, and uh, I probably have more that I can't think of right now. But if you've met anybody, Tristan, or any of our listeners, write in and talk to me about it because uh, that's pretty cool. If you're a celebrity, let us know. Yeah, we'll start. I'll start my own sports segment on the podcast, too, just for you all, all you sports fans out there. We need a jingle. Yeah, we need a jingle. Sports with Jacob. You know, that would be... <laughs> it's, it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. No. That's what I was going for. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the Techno Bowl pre-snap would be great. All right, week talk. Uh, any more questions, listeners, please write in. We'd love answering them. Thank you for all the great feedback. We love it. Love to hear it. We do. We do. Uh, who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay, go for it. Knock it out. Jacob and Leslie invited us, me and Alex, plus Alex's man friend, to their house for a pre-Christmas celebration. So that was fun. Just catch up with you guys for a little bit. What's a man friend? Your new beau. Ooh. Your gentleman caller. Ooh. That was cool. So we all exchanged presents and they were all out of the drying pan related. Oh my god, Jacob and Leslie got us the best Christmas presents of all time. I owe it all to her. She was like the genius behind it, but uh, she's good at giving gifts, so her her credit where credit's due. But I'm glad you guys (laughs) liked them. You know, I really did. They were out of the drying pan coffee mugs. With our favorite Pokemon on them. So Austin's has Heracross and mine has the Snorlax on it. It's super cute. With Etsy, you can pretty much create anything these days. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yes, my gifts for you were also from Etsy. They were super cute. Also, Austin, the um, the rope what, condom, beta ditto clones. I like Austin's joke of it being a pointy condom, but that's uh, a yeah. that's about it. There you go, Alex. What did you get for Jacob? Oh, I got Jacob the Wizard of Oz DVD so that he can finally, after a million years, watch it. Please watch it, Jacob. Actually, I was very thankful for that gift because I forgot about a Christmas party I had to go to the next day, and I didn't have a gift. Oh so my god! So I was god. able to. <laughs> Regift it, so I really appreciate. Is that, that. real? No, that's not real. No. I'm oh. <laughs> Jacob said he wasn't gonna watch it, but that's okay. No, we're gonna make him watch it. Leslie needs to make you watch it. I can't believe she hasn't made you watch it. I know. She respects boundaries. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, I don't. <laughs> Austin, I got you some uh, coffee table books. So yes, you did. They were Marvel related, and they were based on something we always talk about, which is variant covers. 
Yep. Yep. I noticed uh, Alex's man friend didn't get us a gift, uh, Austin, <laughs> which is a great first impression, but I- I'm just saying. We're going to see him again today, so he better get us something now. Yep. To be fair, I did tell him. He did ask me. He's like, should I bring anything? And I said, no, don't worry about it. I have gifts for them. Okay. Well. Just throwing it out there. We just like to be given shit. That's the problem. <laughs> okay, I'll tell we him. We got him a gift. So Do you want me to yeah. tell him to bring something? No, I'm kidding. Obviously okay. not. Well, let's see what we can get, Austin. Let's not throw that out there just yet. What can we get? That's my New Year's resolution to be more selfish. I'm trying to think, how can this benefit me? Anything else, Alex? Anything else for you? Well, I don't know. I didn't really talk about my week, but no, I guess not. That was really all I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll go on to me. Because I've had had some triumphs this week. I uh, I've beat Super Mario Wonder. Uh, oh. My wife and I took Castle Bowser and sent him back to wherever he dwells. I don't know what his land is called. Darkland. Yeah, something like that. But we beat it. Awesome. Good job. It is. Uh, I've already started off more than Alex has done her whole life. I beat a game. So there you wow. go. What am I doing with my life? Jeez. You need to get it. Both of you, Austin, you got it. You need to finish it. Alex, you need to get it. It is really, really good. So I did play a little bit of Wonder with Austin the last time I was over here, actually. We got through the first world, I think, right? Yeah. I just wanted to give you like a like a sample. I can bar- lend it to you when I'm done with it. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you. That's but my so sister fun. and brother-in-law have first dibs, so you gotta wait. It was a cute game. I think it's fun. I'm not necessarily like, of all the Mario games, the platformers aren't exactly like my first choice. I like the Paper Mario games, but it was fun. Cool. Yeah, Paper Mario's all right, but Wonder's where it's at. We'll see what they have in the future for the Switch 2, which comes out next year. So that's going to be about. We're all going to be getting good Christmas gifts next year. Uh, I started yeah. watching uh, Shit's Creek. Oh, my oh. gosh. <laughs> Ew, David. This is a reaction it's here. It's so good. It's so good. I love The first episode is not good. It takes a little while to get there. I'm getting that vibe. I'm definitely... Th- we're on like six or seven, and I'm really starting to like it more as we go on. But I think it's the first episode's really good in the sense that it's awkward that the way it should be like when they go into town and they like meet the people and you're just like what is going on here but that's the exact same situation that the family is going through so maybe they were trying to go for that but when he's like that guy's in his hotel room and he won't leave and he's like get the f out you know it's like this is this is gonna be the show right here all the cast is so good. I mean, like, Catherine O'Hara, of course, Eugene Levy, Dan Levy. Like, all of them are so good. They work together so well. Is that father-son? Yes. yes. That's actually his son? Yes. Yes. In real life, yes. Holy cow, that is awesome. I was wondering why they had, like, a stronger chemistry than the daughter, but that makes sense now. The sister is also in it. She's the waitress. Yes. She's good, too. Okay, but the main, his daughter on the show is not his real-life daughter, just his no. son is his real-life son. Yes. Okay. He's a good actor. That's a family of actors for you. That's a good pick. Good pick, Jacob. Everybody was recommending it to us, and uh, the greatest thing about it is we just got Prime as soon as they started showing ads, so I'm so happy about starting this show with ads featured. I got such a smile on my face when I read that Amazon was going to be showing ads now. I exploded with glitter, like our episode this week. But that's uh, that's about it. Wow, congratulations. That show glitters just like Pokemon do, apparently. That was your roughest one yet. He tried. All right, so Trouble's Brewing and all that glitters of the episodes we got this week. Uh, these are filler. Is every episode filler that's not a gem? 
How do you how do you categorize a filler episode for Pokemon? How do you quantify it? God, if I fucking know. Yeah, when you come to the formula, I think on this. I, okay. I don't think filler is a dirty word. Who? Bear with me. Since Pokemon is drawing from a video game, I think episodes that focus on video game relevant things would be considered not filler. So, for instance, the Kimono Girls are in the game, so I think this would be a not filler episode. But there's no group of Murkrow that steal your gym badges in the game, so I think that would be a filler. Yes. I would quantify it like that. That makes sense. Or or stuff like Chikorita Evolves. That automatically makes it a not filler. Okay. So, like, canon episodes that are relevant to the video game. Okay. Yeah. That's how we'll do it, then. All right, so we got one non-filler episode this week. Fair enough. I mean, it's a stretch, so... <laughs> no, no, I think that's the best way to do it, yeah, it because it ties it to something we've seen before. You know, the Murkrow episode sure. this week, you're right, it's like, whatever. All right, the order this week is, I have the 30-second summary challenge, Alex, uh, I did it out of that order. Austin, you're doing Troubles Brewing, and Alex, you're doing All That Glitters. Okay. Uh, all right, I got the my notes here. Get ready, Jacob. All right, I'll try my best. In three, two, one, go. All right, so we just beat a gym leader, so of course we got to take a tea break, like the British. So we go into this town, and we meet a girl named Sakura who wants to join us on our journey across Jodo. Uh, we go to her little compound where they have these tea ceremonies, and we meet her sisters. They're pretty cool. Uh, Team Rocket shows up and tries to break up this tea ceremony thing, and Sakura battles them and realizes that, hey, I don't want to go join you guys. I want to stay here and make tea with the people. I'm not mature enough yet. And that's where... Uh, there you go. Uh, All right. Pause. <laughs> well, I first even pause on my phone. Oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot to talk about how college football's broken in my week talk. That's all right. Maybe next week we'll get to it. All right. We'll do it next week. We're running, we're running long. Yeah. So, today we are still in Ecritique City. And you can tell because it's still more detailed than usual. The backgrounds, that is. We got to pick which gym we're going to go to next. But Missy's like, Let, we're in no hurry to get to a gym. Let's do nothing instead. This is why Misty gets hate. There you go. Yeah. Fair enough. Which we'll see how that negatively impacts Misty later in this very episode because all she wants to do is sit around instead of like, I don't know, practicing or doing anything to help her be better as a trainer. So while we are sitting around doing nothing, an Eevee spontaneously manifests in front of them. And they're like, an Eevee, this could distract us for 22 minutes. So it turns out the Eevee belongs to Sakura. Sakura. Oh, Sakura. It's Sakura? Yeah. No, it's Sakura. No. Sakura is how you say it. I know Sakura is how you say it. They were not saying that. They put a Q-U in there. What's up with that? It was Sakura. an odd pronunciation. Maybe if you are a Sakura, let us know. I knew a Sequoia growing up. It was with a Q-U. Sakura, Sakura, whatever her name is. She's here and she has Espeon hair. So you just know this Eevee's going to evolve into an Espeon by the end of the episode, right? You right? would think that. Right. Well, it turns out she's one of, they don't call them kimono girls, but that's what the game calls them. She's one of the five kimono girls. And she walks us over to her compound, as Jacob said. It's the kimono girl compound, where everything is a giant Japanese garden, and they all do various things. I've been to one of these places, and they were actually pretty accurate with the tea ceremony stuff, from what I figured, so... Please feel free to give us any insight, because I don't have the terminology to describe any of this. I don't remember the terminology for it, but uh, I went to, like, this place, and they it basically they demonstrate how to do a tea ceremony, and, like, basically when um, the shoguns were there, how they would test to make sure the tea wasn't poison, 
And basically how, like, if you moved one wrong thing, I think they killed you. So that everything was very formal. And there's a lot of, like, sliding on the floor because you don't stand up because it's disrespectful. So, yeah, there's a lot of, not going on here. The outfits look good. They had cute outfits. Yeah. Where were you that you went to that? I was in Osaka. Okay, so. Osaka. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not in Osaka. We're in Kyoto. It's Osaka, Johto. Well, that's how you say it, right? It's just different. It's like Sakura, Sakura. It's the same Sakura. thing. It's how you say it. Sakura. Okay, Sakura is um, basically abandons the twerps at the door. So the twerps... <laughs> oh, she has to go get ready for do her part in the, her performance, her dance performance. So while she's doing that, the twerps are going around and they meet four different women. And they're all wearing kimonos. And every time Brock sees one, he's like, oh my god, you're the one for me. You're my wife. You're my bride. I am your man. Be still my heart. You know, his usual shtick. I have their names if you're interested, Austin. Oh, tell us their names. I don't remember, like, which one's which or whatever. I'm looking at their picture because I I could not remember. And these are different than the ones in the game. They have different names. The game changed their names to different Japanese names. Yes. But the dub kept their japanese names so they have two different sets of names why did they do that i have no idea i'm probably gonna say these wrong so i'm so sorry kume sumomo satsuki and tamayo tamayo i am so sorry if my pronunciation was off i thought you were gonna go like a a ron uh denise a ron d nice the they have different hair i guess one red hair green blue and purple and then sakura's is pink as it is Mm -hmm. they're wearing wigs right when they're in dress they all have wigs on so they meet all the girls and then surprise surprise all these very similar looking young ladies are all sisters are they triplets i don't know i think one of them was clearly the oldest yeah that's what i mean like there's one that's older and then there's like there's four so like one's like well there's five there's five there's five there's five because sakura is actually the youngest of the group yeah so three are triplets yeah, maybe there's an older one, a triplets, and then the younger daughter. Oh my god. Good for their mom. Jeez almighty. What mom? They don't have parents. Parents uh, don't exist. Oh, that they bust- <laughs> <laughs> they spontaneously came out a cup of tea one day. <laughs> Brock doesn't know how he's going to pick a sister without disappointing all the other sisters. <laughs> I, love, I love that self-confidence. You know? I hope it don't hurt their feelings. Yeah. He doesn't have an ounce of self-awareness at all. <laughs> But he only has four choices because there's only four beautiful tea sisters. And then there's the ugly one, Sakura. What is up with this? So this exact same thing happened with Misty and her sensational sisters or whatever. They like literally said to her face, they're like, but they're like, oh, we're so beautiful. And then Sakura's like, well, don't forget me. Don't you mean five beautiful sisters? And she's like, "Um, no, you're very ugly. It has <laughs> to her face. It has nothing to do with looks. I think it's more of the fact that they're the outlier. Well, they're just the youngest. Yeah. Well, she wants to leave. Like Misty wanted to leave. So every single time, some every single time they call somebody ugly, they just want to not be a part of the group. I can't imagine why. Yeah, I know, right? That's how you <laughs> get rid could of that people. Be? Yeah, just tell someone they're ugly. Meanwhile, Jesse and James and Meowth are ugly Americans, apparently, because they're dressed in like their finest opera attire oh my god is that disrespectful to wear western formal clothing to a japanese tea garden ceremony i was in gym shorts and a t-shirt you know okay well 
They were oh, super no, you nice were the to me. American. Yeah, I was very. I didn't. I did not hide the fact that I was American. I wore my like they give you this ticket thing, and um, I'm so used to people stealing stuff in America, so I always wore it on me. And I was the only one who had like this bib around my neck the whole time there, you know. So I was very obvious and American, but they, you know, they were cool about it. I didn't have anybody come up to me and call me stupid American. Everyone there was like partying it up. Well, Jesse and James are the people who you should be worried about stealing your stuff because they're going to steal all the little snack cakes or whatever those were that accompany the tea. Tea cakes. Tea cakes. The armed security guard comes up to throw them off the premises. Uh, so Jesse throws him into some scalding hot water. I gotta qu- Didn't they get in trouble for not drinking the tea right first? Something like that. It escalated. There was actually like a very serious way you're supposed to drink the tea. Like you're supposed to... You grab it, and then you have to rotate it counterclockwise 90 degrees. You have to embrace it with both hands, and you have to rotate it 90 degrees, either counter... I think it's counterclockwise, to where, like, one hand's behind it, one hand's on the side to prevent spillage. And that was a big deal. I remember that being a big deal. So they would, like, stop a ceremony if you didn't do that. Well, one person who's not doing it correctly is Brock, who, when told to rotate 90 degrees, rotates his entire body 180 degrees. <laughs> yeah, he got a little confused. He's so in love. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, but if there's one thing they know how to do, it's blast off Team Rocket, which Sakura, or Sakura, whatever her <laughs> name is, tries to blast them off with her Eevee, but it does not work. So she calls on her sisters to help. But instead, Misty and Ash jump in there and they're like, don't worry, we got this. We're the twerps. And they blast off Team Rocket. But now that that unusual situation is taken care of, life's back to normal. And no one's questioning why this happened. But Misty and Sakura are hanging out by a creek. And she announces to Misty that she's always wanted to go on a journey. She wants to be in the Johto League. But she's always been too afraid to go. She doesn't want to go by herself. But hey, what if she joined Misty and her friends? I I wanted wanted this to happen. I wanted a fourth wheel thrown in there. We need some new blood in the team. We do. Yeah, we need Tracy to come back or something. Let's not go that far. (laughs) That's across the line. We need new blood, not coagulated blood. Oh, new blood. That's a good point. Yeah, we need some new blood to sacrifice. Any thoughts? I can't believe we've gone so many episodes. No one's ever been like... Well, can I just join you guys? You seem like you're having fun. Well, presence matters, and they don't really give off a very welcoming vibe, the twerps do. So I think that's probably the problem. I think people are like, "Mm, I don't know. They don't want to let anybody into their little exclusive club. Last time they did it, it was Tracy. Yeah, but that was only because they lost Brock. And Ash was like, okay, who who is going to be the pack mule who has to cook us all the food or whatever? Like... And he couldn't even do that. Tracy used them, too. Like, the only reason Tracy hung out with those was to get closer to Oak. I mean, Sakura was using them, too, because she just wanted company. Yeah. Which, fair. Fair. Ash has never traveled by himself at this point. He's always had people tagging along. He started out by himself, though. For one day. And he got struck by lightning. Oh, that's true. And blew up a Pokemon Center. When he was by himself was when the golden age of Pokemon. Those episodes. That one episode. (laughs) He was kind. (laughs) <laughs> Less than one episode. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't let Sakura join, though, because she wasn't really their cup of tea. Ha. Hey. I'm sorry. Every time you guys are saying Sakura or whatever in a weird way, I keep thinking of, like, the German Naruto anime opening. Sasuke. He's Sasuke. really cool. Yes. Sakura. The beautiful. Oh, my God. <sighs> Another reference I don't get, but continue. Jacob, of all the people here, I would have thought you would have known about that, <laughs> but okay. 
I don't do Naruto. I told you this. I watched it and I was like, this is not. It's okay. Well, it's shocking well you might to me. you might be doing it for an April Fool's episode at one point. Let's That's find right. out. Mm. Let's see if that happens. Can I I'll write my own Naruto. That's what I'll do. So Ash and Brock are like, Yeah, welcome to the party. We're always new open to new people in our group. <laughs> totally seemed like because they did they gave each other a look like they paused for a good few <laughs> seconds looked at each other and they look back at her and they're like yeah and i was like okay they said that but they have every intention of finding some excuse at the end of the day to be like oh so sorry you can't come well they go for their excuse to get rid of her by going to her sisters of whom she has to ask permission to join the twerps and the sisters are like no you're an incompetent you don't even know how to wipe your own ass <laughs> But they use bidets over there, so that's weird. <laughs> uh, you don't need to wipe your own ass. Well, life is not a bidet. There are no bidets out in the woods, so you can't go, Sakura. You have to use a pineco or something to wipe. Uh-huh. Unless you can beat us in a battle. Sure, why not? So we have, we allegedly are going to have a three-on-three battle, one at a time. One twerp versus one kimono girl. And the first round is Vaporeon in a lure ball. So clearly these girls are acquainted with Kurt. Oh. I forgot about him. Yeah, well, his his balls are here, and the girls have them. So <laughs> Vaporeon Girl uses her Vaporeon versus Misty's Poliwhirl, and it's a miserable showing for Misty. Oh, this was rough. She says, use Aurora Beam, and Misty, you would think someone smacked her in the face because she does not know what to do. She was like, oh, Aurora Beam? Haven't we seen Aurora Beam before? We've seen ice types, and this is not new. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we've seen it before, but I mean... I think Dugong used it at some point. You could just yell dodge, and it would dodge it. Let's see. Okay, so here's the t- all the times in the anime that Aurora Beam was used. The very first time we see it is in The Misty Mermaid. Called it. Where Seal uses it. Good job, Austin. That was close. Prima, if we all remember Prima, Prima's dugong uses it in the Mandarin Island mismatch. Was Prima the, like, the overly sexualized one? Yes. Okay. Prima is Lorelai. That's right. That's right. Oh, then the next time we see it is the Sumomo's Vaporeon. So Misty saw it at her own damn gym. So I don't know why she's so surprised. Because she doesn't know what she's doing. She's a bad trainer. And we never see her do any training, so... She's just along for the ride. She's really. just at Togepi out there. Togepi would have really messed them up. <laughs> Togepi metronome it to the moon. He would have killed them. There'd have been like tea everywhere. <laughs> uh, we're taking her with us. We're taking this Sakura girl. You don't deserve her. <laughs> now it's time for Jolteon versus Pikachu. And Jolteon is in a moon ball, I believe. But never mind. It's time for Team Rocket to attack. And Team Rocket is here, and they have a suite of cages, one for each evolution. You know, the complete evolution set, all five of them. And they are going to put each EV in its little chamber. My favorite of which was Umbreon being put in a pure white room, so its color would contrast and be very visible. I love that explanation Jesse gives. It was very, <laughs> like... If you were Giovanni and they actually were successful and they were presented in this way, that'd be cool. That'd have been a very cool, that's a cool presentation. And then he'd be like, where's Espeon? And they'd be like, what's an Espeon? Do they just not know about it? Or is this like just classic Team Rocket blunder? We're going to get back to Espeon. Okay. Um, Because we have a big battle, Twerps versus Team Rocket. I don't give a shit. 
There is a funny bit, though, where each Team Rocket member is thrown into the cage and they automatically lock on them. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Which eventually comes down to just Meowth by himself, and he's like, nope, and he jumps into a cage on, like, his own volition. That was kind of funny. Don't forget, shout out to Staryu for actually throwing James and Arbok into the cage. Yes, shout out to Staryu for thinking of that plan. Good job, Staryu. <laughs> See, Misty can be competent when she wants to be. When she leaves her Pokemon alone and lets them do things. Yeah. That's true. They save Eevee or whatever, and Team Rocket's blasted off. Now it's back to Pikachu versus Jolteon, and Pikachu handily defeats Jolteon, and now it's time for Brock to battle someone. But no, fuck you, Brock. We don't want you to do anything. Aww. Because Sakura, or Sakura, says, wait, never mind, the episode's almost over. I don't want to go after all. I realize I don't know what I'm doing. And the (laughs) oldest sister is like, that's right, you don't know what you're doing because you couldn't even tell us you wanted to leave by yourself. You had to rely on these random kids who came to town. So you need to learn how to stand up for yourself and take care of yourself or we'll let you go. And Sakura's like, yeah, that's true. Okay, bye. We decide to leave and we go to Olivine City because it's on the water and because that's where you're supposed to go next in the video game. And (laughs) the journey continues. And sadly, we didn't get that big evolution moment that we all thought was going to happen. We all thought watching this, oh, the Eevee's going to evolve into Espeon. And that's how it's going to be a metaphor for her learning how to depend on herself, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Yeah. Wrong. Especially because it's a friendship evolution in the daytime. And I was like, it's been daytime for like a long time in this particular segment so surely this is going to be the moment well in the in the compound in the compound time stands still ah true the the t the t synchronizes with time got it you want to know something fun about this episode sure this is the last episode i watched as a kid forever not ever as a child okay so i'm watching this new on kids wb each week right yes and I'm kind of done with the show at this point. I'm like, nothing is happening. They're not doing anything. It's taking forever to get anywhere ever. They're in clearly no hurry. We get to this episode, and it's clearly the Espeon episode. And then we go the whole episode, no Espeon. So this whole episode turned you off? They are taking so much time to get through this. They were making unnecessary episodes for no reason. We're not even debuting new Pokemon now. And I, as a kid, I'm like, it's going to be like seven years before they're out of fucking Johto. I'm done. And so I stopped watching the show with this episode because Espeon did not appear. Oh my gosh. I'm not even joking. This was the final straw. That was the straw that broke the camera up's back. Yes. To be honest with you. (laughs) I want to Okay. For anybody listening or when it was your cutoff point in like any anime, I wonder what that was like, Uh, especially the ones that dragged it on. Pokemon did it. Naruto did it. They all do it. So, like, if you've hit a Pokemon point where you just stopped, let us know. Because I remember doing that with uh, Dragon Ball Z growing up when he's fighting Frieza. And the whole episode is literally Goku standing still with the spirit bomb over his head (laughs) or whatever. And nothing happened. Nothing. It was literally that scene the whole time. And I was like, I think I got better things to do. Look, it's it's, the sun's outside shining. I'm going to go. I'm going to go stand underneath that and get out there. Did I mention I'm watching Dragon Ball for the first time all the way through? The ri- yeah, you did. The original. Yeah. I just got past Frieza. Oh my gosh. Oh, that one. Torture. You're watching- torture, torture, torture. Are you watching the original or GT? The original. Oh my gosh. That that one makes no sense to me. When, uh, oh my gosh. This, oh wait, we gotta dive into it a little bit here. Do you remember Vegeta destroys that entire planet? 
in the first few no, episodes? No, Frieza does it. No, no, no. Vegeta does it. When they go to that, they go to that, maybe you're not there yet. They go to a planet with, like, insect people. Oh, that was, like, way earlier on. Yeah, I'm talking about way early. Remember Vegeta destroys the entire planet? Vague. I didn't pay attention to that episode very well. It's a romance story between two praying mantis, and then... Yes, that's right, that's right. Vegeta, like, gets mad that they had to stop there, and they're finally together, but then Vegeta just says, I didn't like that planet, and he just points his finger at it and explodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that never happens again, because remember, he's going to Earth to destroy Earth. He can't can't just do that. I will defend that, because that was an anime filler episode, and so that is not within Vegeta's canonical ability to do. He can't... Point and explode a planet like Frieza can. <laughs> okay. There's going to be a lot of moments that you're going to see that in this series, Austin. So keep track of them. They're pretty funny. Okay. Okay. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, yeah, Vegeta's evil, whatever. <laughs> I do want to congratulate you, though, Austin, on your momentous accomplishment as of last night. What was that? Oh. Yes. Austin has, I, I think this has taken you about a year or so. A year and some change. A year and some change. Back when, and I want to point out that Austin did say he was going to stop watching this after like season six or seven, but he persevered and he watched all 31 seasons and finished the entirety of the Power Rangers series last night. We watched, we finished Cosmic Fury and that's the end of it. So congratulations, Austin, for watching 31 seasons of Power Rangers. How do you feel, Austin? Yay! I'm really good at putting the TV on and leaving the room and letting it play. I mean, like, yeah, I watched that. <laughs> Can I just borrow a little bit of your motivation to finish something? Just a little. Sure, here you go. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yep, he's going to point his finger at you, and there you go. Mm-hmm. Give me your energy, like the Namek does to Goku to defeat Frieza. Okay, so Piccolo <laughs> absorbs Nail, and the episode is over. <laughs> yep. There's a lot of that going on. The power struggle is real in that show, so good luck. They're currently fighting the androids. Okay. Oh, that's a good arc. Vegeta really shines in that arc. Of course, he shines all the time. He's the best character. He's the MVP of Dragon Ball, but let's get to the MVP and LVP of Pokemon, our most valuable player and our least valuable player. And our quote, oh, Alex, you're first, followed by myself. Oh, no, Austin and me. Golly, I can't. Oh, okay. Numbers are confusing today. I'm going to give my mvp to star you because it's so cute hiya why not and he was the he was like the standout of that battle sequence at the end because he took out james and arbok single-handedly by himself and smashed them into the cage so good job star you my lvp is going to be all of the sisters for well i don't know i say all of them because i really can't remember who is the one that specifically was like Ew, Sakura, you're so fugly, and uh, you don't deserve to be called a sister. It was Tamaho. Tamaho? Tamea? Whatever her name is. I'm just going to group them all together, because they're all, I feel like, awful in some kind of way, but yeah. And then my quote is... Oh, there's so many good ones from Brock. Okay, I'm sorry, Austin. I'm going to take the one I think that we were fighting over earlier. This is when Brock was confronted by all the sisters that he had given compliments to, and he hides behind Ash and he says, Ash, this is terrible. I want all of them and they want all of me. Am I right? And Ash says, you're half right. That's pretty good. That's a good comeback. I like that. My LVP will be Sakura for not evolving her Eevee. God damn it. She has a bad friendship with it, I guess. It ruined your Pokemon experience. I was already pretty much done, but this is the last draw. <laughs> I was like, we're only halfway through the badges. This is gonna, I'm, I got better things to do. My MVP, I suppose, will be 
Meowth, because the part where he jumped into the cage was kind of funny. It made me giggle a little bit. And my quote will also be a Brock quote. He says, hey guys, with all these beautiful girls around, I wouldn't be surprised if this tea ceremony turns into a wedding ceremony. <laughs> pretty good, Brock. Jeez, I'm I'll give my MVP to the tea. I like tea. Tea's pretty good. You got matcha. You got green. Throwing some Earl Grey. It's all pretty good. Never, I've never had bad tea. So tea's the MVP. I'll give my LVP to the people who paid good money for a tea ceremony, but then they lost the experience with Team Rocket eating all the hot buns. So that sucks. My quote comes from James. It's a little interaction he has with Jesse, and they're like in the tea ceremony, and they're not having a good time, obviously. And she goes, I thought this would be a fun tea party, not a dull tea ceremony. And James goes, I've had more fun at dental appointments. And I was like, that's pretty good. Because I actually went to the dentist this past week, so I related. Did you have fun? It was pretty fun. Yeah. It's It's like, what they do to your teeth is weird, because it feels like it shouldn't be happening. When they take that scraper thing and they, like, start scraping your teeth, it's like, can you do this to teeth? But apparently you can. Austin, you're looking at me like you've never had your teeth cleaned before. I don't think I get them done with a scalpel. I don't... It's the hook thing. It's a little... Oh, like, the. it looks like a little... It goes up like a circle, half circle... Yeah, one's thicker than the like other. Like a pick? Yeah, it's a pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what you meant. Okay. Yeah. That's not what I was visualizing. <laughs> like they're taking a scalpel and going at my teeth. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> hey, your gums are bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I bet they Dentistry are. Dentistry <laughs> is medieval, okay? All their torture instruments are just, they're barbaric. It does feel good, though. Like that little torture aspect of it. I like that. Mm. Tied to a chair. Who's ready for some Murkrow? Who's ready to glitter? I hate glitter. Glitter is the worst thing in the entire world. Glitter is the worst thing you can give to a kid. It really is. It just gets everywhere. Glitter is the worst thing you can give to anyone. I hate it. It gets everywhere. I hate it. It's coarse. Have you ever been glitter bombed or know of anybody who was? If anyone glitter bombs me, that person is going to die. <laughs> All right. That is the most violent thing I'll ever say on this podcast. Do not glitter bomb me. <laughs> okay. No, uh, no glitter for Austin. If you're a glitter fan, let us know. I doubt anybody is. But uh, I don't even know if Glitter's involved in this episode. It's a weird title. Thank God. Yeah. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> that would have been, if you would have watched that episode and then this one following it, how much you hate Glitter and Glitter was involved, <laughs> your TV would have been destroyed. I would have <laughs> pushed my hand through it. <laughs> just would have tipped it over. God, it was the old days. It was a big, like one of those big honking TVs, not like the ones we have today. Yeah, I saw one. Someone threw out one on the side of the road the other day, and it was like a big Sony one. That thing must have weighed a ton. Why were they so big? They were so, like, there's so much depth to them. Well, they took a lot to run, you know? I mean, I guess. look at old computers. Like, this computer right now has more power than, like, the computer that the CIA had, in, you know, the big supercomputer along the wall that took up the whole floor of the building. This little laptop I'm using has more power than that. So, technology just, you know, it's getting crazy. Future. Future. All right, somebody time me, because this one's, uh, I'm going to be very brief with it. I'm going to beat the 30 seconds, trust me, I guarantee. Three, two, one, go. So this is the Murkrow episode, which is based on a real theft from actual crows. That happens all the time, apparently. I read about that. But anyway, they steal Ash's badges, and he tries to get them back. Team Rocket's involved, trying to steal Ash's badges as well, but then the Murkrow come and steal Team Rocket's, uh, or James's bottle cap collection. They kind of work together a little bit to get them back, and Team Rocket's big plan is to capture all the Murkrow and have them steal stuff for them. I don't know if that's true, but that's probably what they're going for. And uh, Ash eventually gets his badges back, and James, like, I don't know if he gets his, I don't know if he gets his bottle caps back, but there you go. <laughs> but this is a real thing, crow theft. I looked it up. Yeah, they do that. 
Yeah, and apparently there was a big one where um, there was a murder and a crow stole like the murder weapon. And um, there was a big chase to get the crow back because they needed the murder weapon to convict the person. So wait, wait, wait. that's not why they're called a murder of crows. No, why, no. I mean, no. why are they called a murder of crows? Because I don't know. Because it sounds cool. No, they're called a murder of crows because they're a symbol of death. Apparently, according to PBS.org, there are several different explanations for why they're called that. There is a folktale that crows will gather and decide the capital fate of another crow. I've never heard that. Never heard of that either. Don't they have funerals? Yeah, they do. Crows have funerals. They're quite smart. They have a perfect memory. I don't know. I just read that. I don't know what that. I don't know what a perfect memory is, but they got it. Doesn't that they can recognize people? Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. They they understand object permanence too, which is apparently a big thing. Like that's expression. Like that object permanence and free time are like a big step of you being smart i know they can be vengeful like if you mistreat them somehow they'll remember you and like take revenge on you for some reason my dog hates crows like any other bird she's fine with she sees a crow she loses it and the crows get mad at her too so i don't know what like somewhere along the line she had some conflict with crows they stole her gym badges yeah they stole her badges (laughs) if you ever get uh bored read the story about canuck the crow pretty interesting that's the one that stole the murder weapon oh okay that's cool interesting okay so we are somewhere indeterminate along the way between wherever we were just at a critique and olivine city a familiar location somewhere indeterminate they were by a river we're in the woods are they by a river or did i just make that up no, I think I just made that up. Uh, they're always by a river, so I think my brain just sort of like painted that into the They're scene. in a van down by the river. Oh my god. So yeah, Ash is hunched over, furiously rubbing something, and Four Kids is having a lot of fun with this particular <laughs> Okay, scene. I'm glad I'm not the only one that caught that, because that's my quote. <laughs> that's my quote for the episode. They went okay. all out for this. This is the highlight of the episode. Can that be everyone's quote? It can be. Yes. Um, you know what? Can I just say it as like an like yeah. honorary? I'm sorry, yeah. Jacob. Like, I just have to do it. No, the um, best part's the first five seconds of the episode. No doubt. It really is. There, nothing can top this. They absolutely knew what they were doing. And you just can't really pass up an opportunity like this, can you? No. So they're stopped for lunch. The narrator says, Misty and Brock are busy polishing off their lunch. But Ash has a different kind of polishing on his mind (laughs) as he is hunched over rubbing something. And we pan around to see Ash shining his four badges, shining his badge, if you know what I mean. And uh, Misty says, I'm I'm just going to say it. He's been shining that thing all morning, Brock. I like how she says that thing instead of those things. On purpose. On purpose. This is all on purpose. Yep. (laughs) And Brock cautions Ash. He's like, you better be careful, Ash. If you keep this up, you're going to shine a hole right through it. So. And he's going to go Be blind. careful with those badges, gentlemen. Yep. He's going to, you're going to lose your vision. Whoever's writing the scripts. <laughs> I, we know you're bored. We're, we're right there with you. And we appreciate it. We see it. We see what you're doing. Thank you so much. Can we look up real quick what the Japanese dialogue is for this part versus the American Dialogue. I don't know where you could find that. It'd probably just be like, Ash is really proud of those badges or something. I know. I, I wonder, but the scene is set up like to where he's kind of hiding in the corner a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it is like the ultimate setup. I think they work together. 
Like, I think the Japan version does something similar, <laughs> and then the American one just, like, ghost-storied it and took it too far. Not too far, because I love it, but... I have no doubt that the Japanese script makes a similar joke. In fact, it probably was a bit dirtier. Like, I bet Ash's nose bleeds in the... <laughs> yeah, in what the... did they cut out of this scene? <laughs> He's been polishing so hard, his nose is bleeding. A cautionary tale... Badge polishing aside, we're about to enjoy Brock's signature incredible edible mystery stew, where apparently they make a game out of guessing what sort of ingredients he's decided to torture them with. But before we can guess what's in the mystery stew, a bunch of strange feathery black bunch of objects pop out of the bushes. They're like, what is that? That that's, looks weird. Togepi goes over to investigate. Nobody makes any move to stop this. They're just like, be careful over there, Togepi. But luckily, it's something horribly dangerous. It's just a group of Murkrow. I think we talked about this before, but I'm going to bring it back because I think it's appropriate. What is going on with the head of a Murkrow? You guys explained it to me before, but it's like a It's a little it's like a hat. Like fedora, spiky fedora hat because they're like mobsters. But it's part of their body, right? It's not like an yes, attachment. It's part of their body because like a haunch crow has also the same sort of like fedora-y thing going on it does these things look like they got tumors yeah it has like it has a big old hat let's see what's a haunch crow look like again just fyi i found this episode in japanese but it's not subtitled so i don't know what they're saying i could probably i can actually get it i got i think i may have it right here see here's a haunch crow jacob it's got a big hat let me see oh that's a pokemon i thought you meant like an actual bird Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> Are you talking about you want an actual bird? Yeah, I, thought, I was like, what? I was like, maybe there's a type of species of crow that has like a maybe they copied that. I thought you were showing me a real bird. Okay, here's some birds with weird hair that I just googled. I know there's one that has like boobs that they flash when they're trying to mate. I remember seeing that. Here's an article. It says 15 birds with snazzier hairdos than you. Crested partridge. I've got the episode. I'm going to watch it. Curacao. This kind of looks sort of murkrow Look at this. Eurasian hoopoe. Here's this. Ornate hawk eagle. It's got a alfalfa thing going on. I don't know. Just Google weird bird hair. Okay. The Japanese version goes nowhere near what the American one does. Okay. All, they, all the uh, narrator goes is, Ash is looking forward to his next gym. And then Ash has his badges laid out and starts going, oh, this is the fog badge and starts naming all the badges. And then Misty goes, oh, he looks happy with all his badges. So it doesn't even <laughs> America took over that one. OK, <laughs> I knew that wasn't in the original script. That, <laughs> yeah, that was it's not too even weird. Close. Like how they got this, how they got what they got from the Japanese version. They had fun with it. I'm telling you, they're bored. Yeah, the narrator had like five extra lines in the Mer- the dub one versus the uh, <laughs> like all the guy go- narrator does in Japanese version. And he goes, "Oh, here's it's not Ash, it's like it's Satoshi or whatever." It's like we join Satoshi here in the forest, and that's it. That's it. It's those words. That's it. So I, we were wrong. I guess they weren't. Uh... They weren't in sync at all. Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so if you're interested in weird bird hairdos, I encourage you to Google that. But I guess in the meantime, we're going to move on. The Murkrow put on a little show. They're distractingly cute for a second. But it was all a big scam because they grab Ash's badges and fly away. Because like real crows, they really like shiny objects. Ash's 
outraged by this. He's like, oh, no, my prized possessions that I just keep pinned into the inside of my vest instead of putting them into a nice case or something like that. He tries to get them with Noctowl, but Noctowl is unsuccessful because it's outnumbered three to one. They try to come up with a plan on how to locate these wily Murkrow. And we finally see Golbat in the first time for like... A hundred years. That's been a hundred years. What was his name? We call him Timothy. 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 Timothy the Golbat, which I can't remember how we came up with that nickname, but... Jacob pulling random shit out of his ass. Tim the Zubat. That's my magic trick. Wait till the New Year's Eve party, fellas. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Timothy the Golbat. Actually, I think we came up with that name during the Doctor Anna episode, if I'm not mistaken. But I can't remember the context. Sorry, I got a I got a weird name question. Like when oh, they God. evolve in the game, can you change the name again? No. I think you have to find the name reader or whatever. Oh, oh. So like, if I got a like caught a Pokemon and named it like Sakura. And then when it evolved, it would still say Sakura. Like, I couldn't change. Like, yeah. they change yes. names when they evolve as actual Pokemon. I will say I I greatly appreciate. The one feature that I like of the new games is that you can access your PC box anywhere. You don't need to go back to the Pokemon Center for that. And I think you could change the nickname at any Pokemon Center now, too. And you can relearn moves at any time. Yes. You don't have to go to some specific random man who lives in, like, the farthest reaches of, like, whatever area you're at. Y'all can do that. I prefer the old school. I only have so many hours in a day. I like... Yeah, enough hours to watch 31 seasons of Power Rangers, but not enough to (laughs) It's on in the background. I couldn't tell you anything that happens. (laughs) Those restrictions were so arbitrary from the beginning. There was no reason it had to be like that from the beginning. But thank God, finally, in 2023, we have at least some quality of life updates. Anyway, so Ash is, like, being super naive. Brock and Misty are like, "Mm, better be careful, Ash. I think those Murkrow are still fucking around with you. And he's like, you guys are being so suspicious. They can obviously see that playtime is over, how important these badges are to me. They're certainly going to give them back. But he's wrong because they proceed to peck him in the face and then fly away. Pecker face. Yeah. (laughs) Pikachu, I think, manages to, like, thundershock them because Ash is completely overwhelmed with emotion. He's like, fuck this. Pikachu roasts those birds. He does. But before they can get the badges back, Team Rocket jumps out of nowhere. And then they start making a bunch of jokes about, like, food and, like, start saying things in French, which I guess I missed something somewhere. That was just them having fun again. They probably couldn't I guess. do the word flaps right. So that they're at the same point we are, and I'm glad we're taking this journey together. Like, I literally gave up last episode as a nine-year-old. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> Austin was on a different level than the rest of us. He's like, there's no continuity. I'm done. <laughs> well, it wasn't there was no continuity. It's that nothing's happening. This is boring. You didn't have the typical attention span of a nine-year-old child, I guess, which was... I think I lasted longer than most people. I think you did. I think most people dropped off by Johto. Exactly. You were committed to the story, which there wasn't any. I don't need to see some Murkrows stealing badges. So Team Rocket's being wacky, of course. And in the confusion of all this, the Murkrow attack Team Rocket instead. And then they steal James's prized bottle cap collection. My God, he's worked so hard for this digging them up in a couple episodes ago with the item finder that they found and swindling people out of their badges. That's a good thing he found them, but it was really upsetting to see how many people litter. Yeah. And I guess they're 
solution to the litter is just bury it. So that's not good yeah. either. That stuff seeps in the groundwater. Probably in those people's tea. The last episode's not good. So James has an absolute and utter breakdown. He is the most haggard I've ever seen him. He absolutely loses his marbles going crazy trying to get these bottle caps back. He is like, get out of my way, twerps. I have to get my bottle caps back. He pushes them all over to the ground with a bazooka. He has a bazooka in his hands. And he fires the net at the murkrow, but misses and then ends up crushing all of them under a boulder. Can I just say James is not the only one with a bazooka in his hands this episode? Ah. Anyway, Team Rocket blasts off. Ash and friends are trying to figure out how to get up the cliff where the Murkrows have their little nest and they're keeping all of their goodies that they've stolen over the years from the trainers that pass through. Um, And Ash really has a really severe memory issue at this point because he's remembering his journeys and all the hard work he's put in with his Pokemon and he's like, they're not just stealing from me, they're stealing from my friends and my Pokemon that have worked so hard to get me these badges. And he says, I wouldn't have won anything without Charizard. And we see this montage play in the background. So it's got footage, it's got Charizard. We've all been there before, okay? Ash is suffering from post-badge clarity, okay? And that's just <laughs> what happens when when you lose your badges, you know, when... That's, you just realize it must be. a different sphere exists around you. He completely forgets what Pokemon he even owns because he claims that he couldn't do it without Charizard and Pidgeotto, which we see a Pidgeot. That's Faulkner's Pidgeot. He couldn't do it without Scyther, which he never owned. It, this was Bugsy's Scyther. And then Cyndaquil, of course. Clearly, Ash is really suffering from no badge-itis. Ash thinks that he owns Old Man Scyther. Yeah. This wasn't even Old Man Scyther. It was... No, it wasn't. Bugsy's normal Scyther. He thinks every Pokemon is his, is what it's coming down to. So they sneak up to the little cliff area. Ash tries to do some little covert secret spy mission where he tells Bulbasaur to stay back and then grab it when he distracts the Murkrow. Ash and Pikachu slither over to the nest and Ash is so stupid. He's like, got it! When he grabs the badge, which alerts the Murkrow... So they peck him again. So now we have to go to plan B, and that is use all of Brock's cookware to reflect off the sun and distract the Murkrow by thinking there's some shiny goodies over in the forest. And this time, Brock and Pineco are going to sneak over. This is a reference to, uh, gosh, what's it called? The Sandlot, when they try to get the baseball back and they lower the vacuum cleaner. I don't know, it just reminded me of that scene where they lower the vacuum cleaner and try to suck up the baseball they get caught by the beast, and the beast explodes the vacuum cleaner. And then, like, it explodes everywhere, and the kid walks out, and he's got covered in dust and whatever is in that vacuum cleaner. It was just, a, I think it was a callback. I'll take your word for it, Jacob. I don't remember the plot to the Sandlot, like, at all, so I will take your word for that. Togepi obviously can't be relied on to take part in this plan because they're supposed to put the sparkly objects away before the Murkrow get there so that they can start looking for them and distract them and long enough for Pineco to make the acquisition. But Togepi fucks it up. It doesn't put his spoon away. So the Murkrow end up catching on to this plan and then they peck Pineco almost to death and it explodes. You would have thought he was covered in peanut butter 
the way they were going after him. It was like... He was, like, all deflated looking. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, poor Pineco. Like, one of his eyes was all, like, black and blue and, like, his has hanging flaps. off the side. Yeah, he was I missing know. some of his crust. I know. His little flaps were, like, deflated. I'm like, oh, my God, Pineco. It was so sad. And then he exploded, like... Couldn't han- he couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. It was horrible. So, meanwhile, Ash is like, you know what? screw this this is not going well we have to just fight fire with fire so he brings noctowl back out and he's like just go get it noctowl do whatever you have to do by any means necessary (laughs) i don't even want to know what that what you're gonna do just do it so he does he snatches it back but team rocket i think he just stands there honestly i think noctowl's whole strategy was just to stand there like a silent statue and confuse the not- the Murkrow. Well, their vision's based on movement. They are dinosaurs. Regardless, it does manage to take the badge back, but only for a second, because this is the part where Team Rocket somehow has made a express order again with popular Pokemon magazine and has somehow procured a giant Murkrow mecha that has big fans in its wings. And Noctowl is like, with no direction from Ash at all. He's like, you know what? I've got to finish this episode out. I got to do something. So it takes the initiative and attacks the Mecha on its own. And all the Murkrow, I guess, join in. I sort of like stopped paying attention for most of this. But all I remember was suddenly the Murkrow Mecha started bleeding profusely out of its crotch area. And then it it explodes and flies away. So I don't think birds have periods. I'm pretty sure they don't. I think they just lay eggs. Can you, Austin, you were sitting right there with me. We were watching this together. Can you explain? I think the the leg joints of the robot. The oil started leaking or something? Yeah, it started sparking. Okay, I remember it sparked on one side, but then they really used an unfortunate, like, choice of color with the oil or whatever it was supposed to be. Oh, okay. Because it was, like, a bright red, and I'm like, did it just, like, bleed out of its, like, crotch area? I'm going to go back and look. <laughs> I think it was from the leg joint, but that sort of malfunction made it explode, and then they blast off again. Y'all, I googled Murkrow, and I found a sexy pregnant Murkrow. Excuse me, what? If you could see that. No. Let me see. Can't. Let me see. You got to bring bring the phone over to the right. Other way. No other way. Oh, okay. I get it. It's like sprawled out. Ew. It spread Murkrow? Yeah, it spread eagle. Spread crow. Y'all, please. Why are you drawing these things? Thank you for whoever drew that. You've made our lives not only better, but better. It's on furaffinity.net. Do birds count as furries? I, I, just, I, I guess. I guess. It looked like that was bookmarked for you, Austin. What's up? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get when you Google Murkrow, just FYI. You're going to get all these ads. <laughs> I'm going to Google Murkrow right now, and I'm going to see what... <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that. I mean, it wasn't the first result, but it's on there. Austin went over 10 pages. Did you just go... <laughs> o- okay, I went to images. He hit, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing some really cute ones with like a Murkrow with like a wizard hat. And like this one's looking really dapper with a little suit and a cigar. That's cute. Okay, Alex, you were right about that scene though. It is very weird. I don't understand. Austin's right. It's supposed to be like oil from the leg because the birds are flying around its head. And I think it's like turning left and right like really fast and its leg joints get worn out. It can't swivel. It's swiveling, but it can't handle the amount of swivel. Okay, okay. The red is its tail, the robot's tail. That is sure? not, no, Austin. It, it like gushed out. <laughs> this robot is not 
it is menstruating. It is. It's okay. Not... Show me. Okay, show us the video. Okay, okay. How do I do that? <laughs> Team. Oh, here we go. Here Rocket. we go. Okay. Can you see it? Ooh, watch the stream. This is fun. Okay. Okay. This is. It's about to come up. Are you seeing this? Okay. We Look, should do this every week. There's no red. There's no red. I'm watching it. Wobbuffet's there. I see Wobbuffet. There's Wobbuffet. There's Meowth. Meowth. All right, it's coming up after this okay, bottle. Okay, caps. James is having a moment. This is the duh, or sub, by the way. Okay, it's swiveling, it's swiveling. Yes. There's no red on its tail, Austin. There is a red coming up, but it's not. See, there's red. There's red. That's look, part of the red. See? Oh, there see? it is. There it is. Jacob. Oh, there it is. <laughs> see? I was making a big deal out of nothing. Sorry. Thank you, Jacob, for validating my <laughs> joke. Everything's got proof in the pudding. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so clearly that was its leg joint, but it was a very bright red, and that's it was a very weird thing to happen. So we got a new segment called Reaction Cast. <laughs> we watch scenes live. We need to do that more often. That was fun. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I didn't even know you could do that. Maybe we should ask, you know, listeners, if, would you like us to like kind of do a live sort of reaction to an episode? I don't know. Anyway, so the Murkrow Mecca has an unfortunate problem and flies off. And yeah, that's it. They get the badge back from the Murkrow. And I guess SOL to all those other people that lost their stuff. And uh, they say goodbye to the Murkrow, which interestingly, and I don't know if this was because the lighting was supposed to be at dusk. And so they were a little bit different in their coloring. But the Murkrow go from being blue to being black. They look like what Murkrow is supposed to look like. I know. Significantly better. I love the fact that they were actually like a dark, inky black color instead of whatever sort of blue that they always draw them in. Yeah, why are they blue? Is it is it easier to animate if they're blue? I don't understand. I don't know, but I don't like it. I don't know. That'd be a question for animators out there. Because Sneasel is green. Ugh. Yeah, it's ugly. Was Sneasel ever a different color? I think it was supposed to be all black, like Murkrow is supposed to be. Isn't one of the early sprites for Sneasel, like, black? It's like a green-grayish. In Gen 2, the sprite for Murkrow was a sort of blackish-blue color, and then kind of turned green for a bit. I think Sneasel is a is a worse offender than Murkrow is. Yes, yeah, I agree. You know what? Honestly, my one thought about Murkrow in this episode anyway is, I don't know how you guys feel, but I would have really liked for Jesse to have one. Yeah, like it sits on her shoulder. It shits yeah. on her shoulder. It sits on her shoulder. <laughs> it does both. That's, yeah, it's third there. I mean, I know they don't, they're not in the habit of keeping their Pokemon, but I think she would have looked really good with a Honchkrow. I wish Team Rocket would just win one time. Gosh, I don't, you know, I just want to see the twerps upset and, and shamed and just feeling miserable. Okay, so, you know, I'm a big Dragon Age fan. And you know what would have been cool to get, or at least like a spinoff? So, in the original game, Origins, there's a DLC where it's called the Darkspawn Chronicles. And if you, it's what would happen if, like, the main hero had died. So, like, everything goes to hell. And it's from the perspective of, like, the Darkspawn. So, that would be cool if we got the perspective of Team Rocket and that they were always victorious. I think it's time for some fan fiction. <gasps> fan fiction. No, my fan fiction has to be the balloon man. That's my first. The next time we do fan fiction, it's the balloon man from Trouble in Big Town and how the Pichu brothers ruined his life. <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> that was going to be mine. Oh, <laughs> no, no, really? No, no, no. no write, write the same one, but see how they're different. See what direction you go to. We were going to do that Professor Oak, too. The evil Professor Oak. Oh, that's right. 
And if you're still with us, let's do our least viable player and our most viable player and our quote. Uh, I don't know if I have a quote for this one. We all we all had a quote. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're done with the quote. Okay, Alex, you're first for Boston than me. I feel like it's the same order as the last one. Okay, my MVP is going to be Golbat. Darn it. I'm sorry. It's so cute and I love it. Anytime any of Brock's Pokemon get a rare appearance, I have to shout it out because they're objectively the best and we never get to see them. Yay, Timothy. I'm so glad you could join us for at least a little bit. My LVP is going to be Ash for polishing his badge in public. That's true. Pikachu and Togepi were watching. I know. Think of the children, for God's sake. My MVP, I guess, will be Noctowl for pretending to be a statue and getting a Murkrow gang to follow its orders. My LVP will be Popular Pokemon Magazine <laughs> for their faulty bots that, like, spew red oil everywhere from the leg joints. Ugh. I give my LVP to Pineco for being destroyed by the Murkrow. I give my MVP to the, the dub writers for taking a chance with that opening. How about you guys? <laughs> Round of applause. That one was for you, Carl. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Michael Hagany is still writing the dub scripts for these episodes. I have no idea. Not current in the current iteration. The current dub is terrible. I mean, in season four. Oh. So, Austin, what's so? What's up next? Did you do you know what comes next? Did you eventually watch the episodes? I did eventually watch the episodes, but I don't know these episodes very well at all because I've only seen them at most twice. Okay. So once is, myself, once with Alex. This is a new thing for you. It's only my third time watching these sh- episodes. Can you imagine? <laughs> Okay, next we got the light fantastic and unbearable. Okay. So that's a Bear Grylls episode. Got it. Oh, Gary's going to be back. <gasps> oh, it's about time. Gary. No, not really. No, not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> not really? Uh, not really. Oh my God, you're such a tease, Austin. If he's there, I don't remember Austin's it. my LVP for teasing me and making me think my favorite character was going to be back. Bear Grylls, yeah. Yeah. He's he served with the British Special Forces. He's climbed the top of Mount Vesuvius. He drank his own piss. Yep, he killed a snake and drank pee out of it. Oh my god, okay. On that note, does anybody else got some uh, Bear Girls fact they want to share before we go? Or anything else? Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you uh, <laughs> there you go. keep on keeping on on this journey with us throughout 2024. We really appreciate you guys as listeners and all the feedback. That was wonderful. Leave five stars. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or something. We haven't gotten a new one in forever. How long have we been doing this podcast? Will this be our third year? Too long. Up? Yeah. Three Two. years. Okay. What's the, let me see. What's the third year of marriage? Oh, not this again. Listeners, write in. Let us know what your New Year's resolutions are. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, let me see. Leather. Leather? Ooh, send us in some leather for our third year anniversary. There you go. If y'all want to go to the leather bar, I'm I'm down. Let's do it. All right. Jacob does not seem to be interested. I don't even know that. Ex- what is the leather bar? Bring your assless chaps, Jacob. It's one of those kind of places? Yeah, you wear like the harness. I don't have one of those harnesses, but they're so popular. I'm like, I don't want to be in public with my shirt off, so no, thank you. You don't want your nipples out for everybody to see? No, they're very sensitive. Oh. <laughs> okay, see you next week. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> thank you all for listening. Uh, if you like leather, leave us five stars. And uh, you can check out our... We got a bunch of stuff. We got an X account and a handle layers out of drawing pan. 
we post memes and other cool stuff there. We have Instagram that is out of the drying pan. The the is included on that. Alex is posting some. I think she posted our Christmas gifts there. Can I uh, revise okay, she my didn't New Year's post resolution? The Christ- my New Year's resolution is going to be to actually post some stuff on Instagram when I say I am. So. Oh, there you go. That's a good one. And that's a good one. I'm trying to think. Do we have any other social media? I don't think so. But we do have a Patreon. You can check out the link to it in the description of the podcast. And I think that does it for us here. So please be sure to join us next time as this journey continues.